Did you know that the 4th of July is on a Thursday this year? That's going to be a full weekend of fun out on the deck, four days. But if your deck isn't what it used to be and you aren't using it for great family gatherings, you need to call my friends at All Weather Decks. All Weather Decks is a 24-time winner of the Angie Super Service Award. And they probably help one of your neighbors. Click on the map link at allweatherdecks.net. Call All Weather Decks today at 913-206-1974 or go to allweatherdecks.net and mention you heard it on 810. Call now and relax. You want to learn a language? There's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Paid for by Bar Justice. Attention. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months? The FDA has warned that Zantac and other medications containing heartburn drug, ranitidine, may be contaminated with cancer-causing agent NDMA. Zantac may be linked to these cancers, bladder, colorectal, esophageal, intestinal, kidney, liver, ovarian, pancreatic, stomach, testicular, and uterine. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with cancer after using Zantac or other heartburn medications for several months, call now. 800-516-9931. Never stop taking medication without first consulting a physician. Call right now for a free consultation. You may be owed significant compensation. Call 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. That's 800-516-9931. 800-516-9931. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Pennzoil Platinum can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $38.99. Get everything you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6,200 stores or on AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Your hometown radio station is ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Your home of the Wichita Wind Surge. Absolutely crushed. The Kansas Jayhawks. Wide open. Touchdown. The Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott waltzes in. The Wichita Open, the World Series, Big 12 Championship, high school football, and the best Chiefs coverage. Follow the leader. ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Philly pass rusher Hassan Reddick took to social media to give his side about that report where he requested a trade from the Eagles. He posted on X today he never asked for a trade but does understand it is a business and is preparing for what's next. Reddick is entering the final year of his current deal with the Eagles. An admission from crew chief Ed Malloy that last night's foul call on the Knicks Jalen Brunson was wrong, said the contact occurred after Houston's Aaron Holiday released the ball on his three-point attempt late in the fourth quarter. Knicks wound up losing that game, and it might cost them dearly in playoff seeding, warns ESPN's Kendrick Perkins. The number two seed is so important because you don't want to face the Boston Celtics into the conference finals. Getting that number two seed, and the Knicks are knocking at the door. And this game right here that was determined by a wrong call by the officials could hunt them down the line. Big Perk on first take. Knicks currently in a tight race with the Cavs, Bucks, and Sixers for that two seed in the East. Spencer Dinwiddie said to make his Lakers debut tonight against the Pistons. 
Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy, coming on Wednesday. I'll tell you which players will have the biggest impact on next year's NFL season. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, H to the O, V. I used to move snowflakes by the O, Z. Welcome back. Our number two officially underway from CBD American Shaman Derby, located on the corner of Baltimore in Markets. Come and check these guys out. They have something for your pain, something for your anxiety. They have something for everyone. Find out why life is better with the feather. And something else that they have going on coming up tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And guys, if you want to boost your endurance and satisfaction, you can with our blue pill for him and her. Rediscover romance with their horny goat weed and get natural elevation for Valentine's Day. If you haven't been in, you'd be surprised to see that they now offer Kratom products. They have topical cream. They have immune support. They have uh, this legal recreational flower featuring many popular strains. And right now, they're currently open 9 to 9, Monday through Saturday, Sunday from 10 to 5, but but they are soon to announce that there will be expansion of their hours, which is going to be exciting. So come out and see CBD American Shaman Derby. We're having a lot of fun out this way. We're here every single month. I know Jeff isn't here, but that's because he didn't want to deal with talking about Brock Purdy getting beat by the Kansas City Chiefs. Whatever. Regardless, we're excited to be here, and you should come check out their selection on the corner of Baltimore and Market. Coming up here soon, we'll have Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. After that, we will have a Take-Two Tuesday with Jack Johnson Right now, though, we do go to the phones as it is time for a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle. He's brought to you by You Build It Wichita, where your home's in your hands. Customers save 20% or more on their dream home. Call or text 316-260-2044. That is 260-2044. Well, Taylor, the Wichita State Shockers, they were right there, set to maybe knock off FAU for what could be for the second time. The first go-around, they were right there as well, but ultimately fell to the house. This one in Wichita was close. Xavier Bell putting the Shockers on top with a three-pointer. However, at the line, he goes one or two, allowing that game to go into overtime, and FAU turns it up a notch as the Owls eventually pull away to get the win. I guess it's probably the the same story, but a different day. But maybe things were different in your eyes. What was your overall takeaway from the Shockers' loss on Sunday to FAU? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they played really well, uh, you know, for the first 40 minutes of that game. And regulation, you know, this was a game where FAU played – you know, uh, pretty well, and it wasn't like uh, this was a slog it out, 
you know, they, they muck it up, and that's how they gave themselves a chance. It was Wichita State really taking the fight to FAU. You know, they get down nine with six minutes left and uh, end the game on, a, uh, I think it was a 15-6 to a six run. And uh, honestly, they had, you know, chances to win that game in regulation. I think that's where they're kicking themselves, you know, uh, Monday morning after that game is that, you know, they had some quality chances to win and just, you know, weird stuff happened with the shot clock violation that the refs don't call. Uh, the players on the court stop playing. FAU gets an easy two there. Uh, I know WSU was really upset with a late foul call on Quincy Ballard. Um, you know, that, that uh, goes against them, puts them down one. And then, uh, you know, Xavier Bell at the free throw line, like you mentioned, you know, a chance to put them up. Uh, he did hit that big-time three, uh, go-ahead three in the last minute. So, uh, you know, he did – uh, come up clutch for them, but, you know, that missed free throw, you know, that's a career 80% shooter who has really struggled as of late. I think he's shooting like 55% in conference plays. So, uh, you know, just little stuff like that, you know, that's what's going to keep Wichita State up late. And, uh, you know, they're not far away, uh, but, you know, they keep coming up short, you know, more times than not, uh, you know, at the end of these close games. So uh, that's the takeaway for me is just, uh, you know, they're still – learning how to win these close ones. Well, and, and that's the thing. Wichita State has played 11 conference games. Wichita State lost for the seventh time in conference play where the Shockers were within one possession in the final four minutes of regulation. Like, you, yes, you brought it up, they're, they're not far away. And, and I know no one likes to, to, to harp on moral victories. Even Paul Mills would probably tell you, hey, you know, moral victories, they don't count for nothing because they're not actual wins. They're, they're losses at the end of the day. But the fact that they're that close, can, can that be at least a little bit encouraging as this team moves forward? Maybe not necessarily this year, but something to look at for 2024 and beyond. Yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're certainly building blocks. Uh, you know, this team has uh, improved uh, from when you were looking at early on in that losing streak when they lost eight in a row. Uh, you know, there were some pretty ugly games in there where the offense was really bogged down. They weren't shooting well. They were turning the ball over at a really high rate. And it's not a lot of positives uh, early on in that streak. And you compare that to the last, you know, five, six games, uh, you know, Wichita State has been uh, in every single one of those. You know, they, they knock off. Uh, I mean, even dating back to uh, uh, shoot the, the Ford Atlantic uh, road game, uh, you know, that's a game they're, they're up for most of the game. Uh, the, the game after that, you know, South Florida, again, you know, you're right there down the stretch. You lose that one. East Carolina at home, right down the stretch, you lose that one. And then the Tulsa-Memphis road swing, you know, they have double-digit leads in the second half of both of those games and can't close the deal. And then, obviously, the FAU game in overtime, that one got away uh, in overtime. But, you know, that's a, a you know another tied game uh, down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they have played much better in the last, you know, three weeks, I would say, so three, four weeks. So there there is uh, reason for optimism. But, yeah, I mean, tough to tough to say how much they're getting better when at the end of the day they're they're still taking losses and you know you look up at the standings and uh, you're two and nine I don't think this is a team that any of the top seeds are going to want to play 
in that first round. But at this point, you know, at this point in the season, Wichita State has to avoid that that first day of the conference tournament. Now with 14 teams, the bottom four are playing on that that uh, first day, and you know the chances of them, you know, making some Cinderella run are obviously you know pretty low. But you know you want to at least give yourself a chance. You don't want to be playing. You know, I think it's four games in four days. You know, if you can play three, uh, three in three days, then uh, you give yourself a much better chance. So, uh, you know, to avoid that bottom four, that's, that should be Wichita State's goal, just to avoid that first day of playing. And right now, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, they're a game back uh, from the teams in front of them, Tulsa and Rice. But, you know, WSU, uh, I believe, plays both of those. Uh, teams, uh, so they kind of control their destiny. If they can take care of business at home uh, down the stretch, that's kind of the the roadmap to moving up in the standings. And then uh, probably need to steal one on the road. And uh, you know, this next week will will be interesting to see how they play on the road. Still haven't won uh, in conference play on the road, so uh, they're going to have to play well uh, to steal uh, you know anything on the road. So uh, we'll see how they do uh, this uh, Thursday and Sunday. Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge, brought to you by You Build at Wichita here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Colby Rogers scores 21 on 8 of 13 shooting. He leads the conference in three-pointers per game, a total three-pointers. Colby Rogers pretty much rising to the expectations that we have kind of placed there for him, being that, that shooter. When you lead the conference, obviously you're doing something right now. When you look toward the future, you hope to add another shooter or two to kind of help things out. But Colby Rogers, as good as advertised in your eyes at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, uh, you know, I think some fans will focus on the turnovers. And, you know, some of, sometimes he does, uh, you know, four shots. But, you know, you have to remember uh, the, the situation that he's playing on. He is literally the only shooter that teams respect on Wichita State. So every time he's on the floor, he's playing with four other players who have no shooting gravity. Uh, defenses don't respect anyone else. So, uh, you know, I posted a clip on my Twitter of, uh, you know, when he comes off ball screens, he is literally facing, you know, three defenders. You know, the guy trailing uh, who is guarding him, the, the big who is usually in drop coverage, and then the, you know, the off guard, the, the help defender, is usually all the way at the nail which is uh, at the free throw line. So there's just no room for him to operate. And he still finds ways uh, with this mid-range game and uh, the pull-up three uh, to make make plays happen. I thought you go back and watch uh, all those baskets. He had eight field goals. You know, six of them are on pro moves. You know, he is a you know pro basketball player, not saying that's NBA. I'm just saying he's going to be playing professionally, uh, you know, very soon. And uh, he was playing at a very, very high level. He did finally, you know, kind of get his reads down in the pick and roll. That's part of his game that has really progressed at Wichita State. He was mostly just a shooter coming in. He's leveled up uh, as a pick and roll creator. Uh, You know, it's still not a strength to his game, I would say, but he has gotten a lot better than where he was. And uh, that's still a work in progress. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think with you put in context with what he is playing with on the court and his efficiency and what he's been able to do, you know, he has a pretty good case to be an all-conference, you know, third-team kind of guy. I know WSU's team success 
isn't going to allow anything more than that. But I think he does deserve, you know, pretty strong consideration for that 13th slot just with how well he's played on offense. The defense, you know, that's, that's kind of hit or miss. Uh, that, that's, you know, probably a strike against him. Sometimes he does get, you know, lazy and gives up, you know, uh, you know stuff on defense. But he carries such a large offensive burden for this team, and he plays so many minutes. Uh, I think he played 43 against Ford Atlantic, uh, you know, this weekend. So, you know, all things considered, I think he does a lot of heavy lifting for this team. And, yeah, I mean, I think he's lived up to the expectations and, and maybe even exceeded them. Yeah. Well, this week, Wichita State is on the road, a trip to uh, the Carolinas, if you will, East Carolina, and then a battle with Charlotte. We all know what Charlotte's capable of. East Carolina was a tough two-point loss inside Coke Arena on, on January 24th, 54-52. I don't know if we're going to see that type of game or not. Hope that won't be the case. Shockers, though, they just have one win on the road in 2023-2024. What do you make of East Carolina and Charlotte? Maybe East Carolina we know a lot more about, but Charlotte – Boy, Charlotte's having a phenomenal season. Yeah, I mean, East Carolina, that's a game that WSU really, you know, wants back. Uh, You know, that was one of those games where they lost close, but they didn't really play well. You know, I I remember uh, joking after that game that, you know, East Carolina, they just, uh, you know, they have to feel ecstatic because they probably played uh, like a a C-minus, D-plus game. But, you know, WSU – came through with, you know, probably a D-minus game. You know, that was uh, pretty rough on both ends for them. So that's a game they would like back. And, uh, you know, they get a chance to you know, get a little redemption here to, to steal one uh, in Greenville. And uh, like we just talked about, you know, they haven't won on the road in conference play. You know, if you're going to be serious about making some, uh, you know, making a push towards the, you know, this last month of the season, it starts with, you know, getting it done on the road. They need to prove to themselves that they can win away from Coke Arena, uh, you know, especially, you know, before that conference tournament. Uh, so this is a big road swing for WSU. I think East Carolina is obviously the bigger opportunity for a win. Uh, you know, they're head, they're up and down, you know, 500. I think they're 5-6 and six in conference play. Uh, you know, they don't do anything, you know, super great. Uh, so, you know, this is a good matchup for Wichita State. They just have to play, you know, simply play better, uh, uh, you know, on the road. So we'll see on that one. Then Charlotte's, you know, one of the best stories, uh, you know, in the conference for sure and maybe around the country. You know, it was a team that had its head coach, uh, you know, leave very, very late in the process, interim situation, kind of, you know, resembles a little of the, you know, the Isaac Brown situation where, you know, you, you take over pretty late in the process, and then you have kind of the Cinderella run uh, while you're the intern. And uh, and now I, I saw he just got promoted, uh, got a five-year deal and promoted, you know, the intern tag taken off. So uh, that's going to be a tough one for uh, for WSU. I think uh, Charlotte has not lost at home in conference play. So they're obviously very, very good on their home floor. Uh, you know, their defense really, really good at uh, limiting – you know, teams to, you know, pretty poor shots. So WSU is going to have to be very selective. They're going to have to be much better taking care of the ball and valuing possessions was kind of Paul Mills' message uh, today when he spoke to the media. Uh, He just said we have to do a better job of understanding the importance of every one of these possessions because a lot of these games 
you know, like we talked about, are one possession games down the stretch. So, you know, WSU cannot afford to just throw possessions away uh, here and there throughout. You know, they got to do a good job of uh, valuing possessions. That's going to be extremely important uh, in that Sunday game at Charlotte. You ready for another TBT inside the roundhouse? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's always a good time in the summer, and, uh, you know, they've uh, put on a pretty good show, I thought, you know, the last few years. It will be interesting. I'm going to be curious to see uh, do the, how much how many changes are made to the personnel. You know, do you, uh, with somebody like Craig Porter, you know, he told me before, uh, you know, right after he uh, left WSU, he's like, oh, I, I would love to do that. Uh, it's one thing, I mean, that was before he kind of blew up and, you know, had a, you know, a really good run in the NBA. So we'll see. But, you know, something like that, can you get like a Dexter Dennis? Uh, can you get a Mo Udeze? Bring, bring, you know, some of those younger guys back. Will they inject the roster with some of that youth or do they just kind of run it back with this uh, veteran core that they have? You know, I think Rashard Kelly would be down to, to make a return. Zach Brown is going to be coming off injury, but he should be healed up by then. So, bring some of those veterans back and just kind of run it back. You know, obviously they've been one of the best TBT teams, uh, you know, in the tournament the last three, four years. I think they've made it to the uh, at least the quarters for three straight years and then, you know, back-to-back semis. So, uh, you know, the uh, they have been one of the best uh, programs, and, uh, you know, they're right there knocking on the door for that $1 million. And then switching over to the softball, Wichita State softball opened up the season this past weekend. Uh, only two games down in Huntsville, Texas. 7-4 win over Stephen F. Austin. 7-3 win over Sam Houston. Didn't get a chance to play the final three games because of weather. But coming up now, it's a trip to Mexico for Christy Bradbenner. Three consecutive games against ranked teams and a top-10 team in Clemson. Number 20, South Carolina, and number 25, Auburn. Safe to say. I know it's early, so you know who knows how much we're going to learn, but we're going to find out if this team's ready to rock and roll here before too long, no? Yeah, I mean, that was why it was such a bummer to, to have those last three games in Texas rained out because they needed those games to, to experiment with the lineup and then uh, get some uh, reps for – um, you know, some of these uh, younger players, uh, you know, only get two games before now they're getting thrown into the fire against three straight, you know, top 25 opponents. And uh, that, that's really, really tough, uh, tough ask. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they fare. You know, I think the Shockers are going into it with, uh, you know, we have nothing to lose uh, mindset. You know, they're going to be the underdogs in all three of those first three games uh, down there. So, uh, you know, if they can just be, be competitive, you know, those are going to be very valuable uh, reps, you know, that early in the season. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, I was really looking forward to seeing how the freshman pitcher, you know, Chloe Barber, uh, was going to fare in that opening weekend. She, she got a chance to close out uh, one, I think, the last game. Uh, she came on in relief and uh, closed down the game, three straight strikeouts to end the game. And, you know, that coaching staff is incredibly high on her and she has uh, the ability to swing the bat too she might be able to be a two-way force for wsu so uh that's a name to keep an eye on chloe barber you know they've had a very good pitching staff uh, last season all three of those starters are back you know lauren howell alex aguilar allison cooper but i think that freshman is going to force her way in the mix and i think wsu is finally going to have some depth 
in the circle, which hasn't been the case in recent seasons. So uh, it will be interesting to see how they do in that that tournament. Uh, like I said, they're going to be the underdog. So uh, if they can just scrap out, you know, uh, you know, they'll be the favorite that last game. But if they can scrap out one of those wins against the top 25 team, I think they're going to be very, very happy with how uh, how their time down there goes. And lastly, I talked about this guy. I think it was last week when I had a chance to talk about him. Mitch Feigl getting to win number 600 as a basketball coach. How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, when I was first coming up with the Eagle, first starting to write, you know, I was uh, uh, able to cover that team uh, when they went back-to-back state championships. Uh, I think it was uh, 9 and 10, I want to say. Uh, maybe it was eight and nine, but uh, you know, really, yeah, just uh, pretty cool memories uh, for me, just because I was like one of the first, you know, memorable teams I covered at the high school level, and uh, to see, uh, yeah, Mitch uh, be able to win that many games and stay at one place uh, for that long is, uh, yeah, you, you don't see that very often. Yeah, I'm working on a a bigger story on that. Uh, hopefully, get it out sometime this week. So, uh, but yeah, he's got a lot of wisdom, and uh, you know, if you've ever played for him, you know the the intensity, you know, all the quotes that he brings and uh, just a unique way of looking at the game of basketball. And, uh, you know, it's obviously translated to a lot of wins. Uh, you know, they're, they're consistently a state championship content, uh, contender year in and year out. So a lot of wisdom uh, for, for uh, Fiegel to, to win that much. And uh, I think everyone around here, you know, they know who he is. And uh, it was pretty cool to hear that Collegian's going to renovate the gym, and they're going to, you know, call it Fiegel 4, uh, you know, going forward. So he's going to have that name on the court, you know, for the for forever. So uh, uh, what an honor for him. And, yeah, you don't see too many coaches stick around uh, to get that many wins and then to do it pretty much all at one place, too. Uh, you spent one year at Covera Heights, but the last, I think, 30 at Collegiate. So pretty special to see someone stick around that long. Yeah, Coach Fiegel, thank you for the reminder there on the correct pronunciation of his name. I just got so used to saying the other thing because on the outside looking in watching collegiate, that's what you did. But, yes, Coach Fiegel, congratulations to him on such a cool honor. Taylor, thank you so much for your time. As always, you have a terrific week. Safe travels to Carolina. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. That is Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle, presented to you by You Build It Wichita. We are here at CBD American Shaman Derby on the corner of Baltimore Market. We're going to be out of here at 4 o'clock. But guess what? CBD American Shaman Derby is open until 9 o'clock, 9 to 9, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Today is a token Tuesday. They have a daily specials every single day on top of what they already do, which is incredible things. Wide selection of things, and I mean wide selection. Whatever might be bothering you, whether it's pain, anxiety, no sleep, or even getting ready for Valentine's Day, maybe you need some help on that front too, stop by CBD American Shaman Derby. They might have the remedy for you. Life is better with the feather. When we return... We'll talk about the Chiefs once again, this time with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com. He is next as the Pulse continues to roll on from CBD American Shaman Derby. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Your home's in your hands. 
homes you build. Dreaming of a home you built yourself? You can plan and manage the construction of your own home with the expert help of a You Build It consultant. Build whatever kind of home you desire. Wood frame, insulated concrete, log, timber, frame, or concrete dome. Call the experts at You Build It today, 316-260-2044 for your free consultation. Find them online at their website, youbuildit.com. That's the letter U, buildit.com. Your home's in your hands. You build it. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Hey, I'm Ariana. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Spicy Southwest Salad is when I take a bite, it's like, wow. I'm getting a punch from the roasted corn. I'm getting a kick from the spicy chicken. It's just great. Hi, this is Tori. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Cobb salad is the avocado lime dressing. It adds to the chicken, the bacon, and the roasted corn. It takes the salad to a whole nother level. Order a salad for delivery on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Are you embarrassed to host a party for the big game on Sunday at your place because your home is outdated? Do you want to remodel your home because you don't know where to start? I'm Christian Robb from Pinnacle Homes. We offer a unique design and home remodeling process that will turn your home into a space you're proud of. Are you ready to get started? Go to our website at remodelerswichita.com and book a consultation today. Be prepared to host the next big game today. It's time that you love your home again. Mahomes swings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! It's a great win It's because I know how hard it is to do. It wasn't just offense. It wasn't just defense. Everybody had to step up, and um, it was a heck of a run. I think it made us tougher for moments like right now. Congratulations to the back-to-back world champion Kansas City Chiefs. From all of us at ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Our time at CBD American Shaman Derby is starting to come to a close. 30 minutes to go from the corner of Baltimore and Markets. Guys, you still have time to come out this way, get your pain figured out, get your anxiety figured out, and get your Valentine's Day figured out as well. Stop on by and talk to the experts here to see how they can help you out. CBD American Shaman Derby, life is better with the feather. Life is also better when you can run into Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com and hang out with him. And that's why my life was at an all-time high last week. 
Got to see Matt Derrick plenty of times in Las Vegas, home to Super Bowl 58. And he joins us now here on The Pulse. He's brought to you by Intrust Bank. Today, it's time for easy. That's why there's free checking from Intrust Bank. Tradition for today, member FDIC. Hello, Matt. Have you recovered from Vegas yet? <laughs> um, considering I got off the plane coming back about two hours ago, <laughs> you know I mean? no, the answer is no. <laughs> I still have yet to recover, and I got I got in on Friday night. I still have yet to recover. So, but you had some stuff to do, including witnessing and covering a Super Bowl championship back to back of the Chiefs. They're for the first time since oh three oh four. They rally the knock off the Forty Niners in OT twenty five to twenty two. Patrick Mahomes puts on his cape once again to lead Kansas City to its third Super Bowl ring in the last five years. A dynasty has been born. Your overall takeaway with what you saw from Las Vegas. Um, I mean, the, the will of this team, especially in the last six games of the season, has been absolutely remarkable. Um, and it's not just Mahomes. I mean, that that was a team effort, it, more so than maybe either of the first two Super Bowl wins. I guess maybe you could say last year. I mean, certainly the, the defense had some moments, big plays, even if they gave up a lot of points. Um, but this one, it wasn't just Mahomes. I mean, the defense came up time and time again, came up stops when they absolutely needed them, um, held 49ers to field goals when they needed them. Special teams was huge by either making plays like the, the block, um, getting the fumble, you know, and then just making plays. I mean, Harrison Butker being perfect, um, not giving up any big returns, anything of that nature, and not making any mistakes on special teams. I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do. I mean, just you play error-free ball is what you got to do, and the special teams did that. Um, just, to me, a total team effort, and what has to go down as one of the, the best – classic Super Bowl games ever. In the first half, were the Chiefs the regular season version of the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, the, depends on which first half, you know, or which regular season version you're talking about. If you're talking <laughs> about the, the one that went 3-5 and five in the middle of the year and looked like they couldn't uh, avoid shooting themselves in the foot, then, yeah, the first half looked exactly Yes, like that, that one. That one. That's, That's the, one. the one. That's the one. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I know one of the stats I heard at half came from the uh, Chiefs Radio Network was the last time that they had scored just three points in the first half was that terrible game against the Titans 54 games ago. You know, I mean, that just goes to show you, you know, how rough that first half was for the offense. I mean, they just could not stop making mistakes. It was all the same th- things we've been talking about all year, Pat. I mean, it was the, the, the drops. It was putting the ball on the ground to it. Put the ball on the ground four times in the first half. Um, turnovers, uh, you name it. I mean, it was just the sloppy penalties. I mean, it was just the, the sloppy, you know, undisciplined behavior that we saw through, you know, really a good chunk of the season, but especially the first, I don't know what, but 16 weeks of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what did you make of the Travis Kelsey blow up with Andy Reid? 
Yeah, I mean, unless we ever get the the audio to know what was really said and everything, I mean, it's probably it's, even then it's still much ado about nothing. I mean, what they were arguing about specifically, what Kelsey was upset about. I guess arguing is really the bad word because I don't think Andy Reid was really arguing. He was just kind of listening to, to Travis go on. Um, I, I just I don't I, I think that we make way too much of it. It just goes back to even some of the blow-ups that we've seen in the past, you know, that Travis has with Andy, was has had with Eric Bieniemy, um, Patrick had with Eric Bieniemy. I mean, that's the thing that I, I think that we all kind of misconstrue about athletics at that level, because one, we either compare it to you know when we play athletics and things that might have happened, or we compare it to even our own workplaces. You know, I think you kind of get into that mindset every once in a while. Well, you know what? Even in your own mind, in your own workplaces, sometimes you get upset with one of your coworkers. You might not have that look on your face, and you might not get that close to them, but you might not bump them over. You might think about it, Pat. I'm sure you probably have thought about it a few times. <laughs> oh, I think everyone's thought about it to, to, to me. I think people have thought about pushing me. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, but it's different, and especially in that environment. I mean, sometimes you can blow up at somebody. I mean, on a football field, it might be your best friend, and five minutes later, you're going to forget about it. So, I would make a much do about nothing because you know sometimes it can just be seriously. I mean, as much as take it on face value, maybe it was just Travis going over to Andy Reid and saying, "Hey, don't take me out of the game, coach, because I can make a play. You can trust me. I mean, don't don't worry about that." Um, was he upset that he got taken out of the game? They they turned over the football. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I it certainly seems like it's water under the bridge because uh, you know Andy Reid doesn't seem to be concerned about it, and if he's not concerned about it, why should we? Good point, Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com here on the Pulse, brought to you by Interest Bank. Chiefs get the win in OT to win another Super Bowl, 25-22 to being the final score. What changed in the second half? Was it simply just the Chiefs settling in and all of a sudden dialing in? What what changed in half number two? I'm not sure much changed defensively, but I can say offensively things certainly changed. Um, oh, well, they uh, stopped playing like a jabroni. I mean, that's what Travis said. So, Ooh, <laughs> Matt Derrick working a jabroni into the interview. This is why he's on every single week, people, because he gets me. He gets my language. All right, continue. You're not a jabroni. Uh, you can continue. <laughs> they, they just, they, I mean, they, one, I mean, as a group, they cleaned up the mistakes. I mean, they weren't nearly, weren't nearly making as many mistakes as they did in the first half. And two, I mean, Patrick Mahomes enabled beast mode. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, when Patrick Mahomes is making the throws that he's making and the plays that he's making with his feet and doing the things that he did in the second half, offensively, everybody else is along for the ride. I mean, you know, when, when he's putting the ball in your hands like that and all you have to do is run, I mean, what what else is there to do? I mean that that to me is was the number one thing. I mean maybe there was some settling down. I mean especially it could it had to help you know in the with the longer halftime of just yeah you get more time to make adjustments. But you know coaches always say that adjustments even at halftime adjustments of the Super Bowl are somewhat overrated, and I generally agree. Um, but, you know, it gives you time to, you know, catch your breath. I mean, I certainly think that's one thing that helped the defense in the second half, even as well as they played in the first half. I mean, they needed they needed a rest, so having, a, you know, a few more minutes extra was probably important. Um, but offensively, I think they just need to clear their minds, especially because it was starting to get chippy there. 
at the end of the second half or first half. So I think everybody just kind of needs to cool down. Defensively, they definitely needed that because Legereus Sneed was getting kind of pushy and everything. I mean, I think that the whole team just kind of needed to have their emotions settle down a little bit and reboot and start fresh. And um, I mean, I thought if there was any time that I thought that the Chiefs were doomed, I'll say the interception that Mahomes threw at the beginning of the second half, I thought – was the only time that I, I, I thought, wait a minute, you know what, they might not pull this off. Um, I thought they absolutely had to come out and get a score on that first possession, but then when the defense backs it up and you get the 49ers three and out, that changed the course of the game right there. And, and then there, there was the big special teams moment. So I don't know. I mean, to me, I, the, the special teams turnover was probably a bigger deal, especially for the offense, because I think it gave them that spark that they needed. Not, not only the score that they needed, but after that turnover, I mean, the offense was pretty much just absolutely spot-on perfect the rest of the game. The last four touchdowns in the last two Super Bowls for the Chiefs, caught by McCall Hardman, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, and Kadarius Tony. Is Andy Reid trolling everyone, or is that just a – a coincidence. <laughs> uh, it is just a coincidence, but uh, it just it just tells you about this team, you know. That uh, I mean, and we've known that to a degree for a long time. I mean, there was a period of time, you know, even back in the, the Tyreek Hill and the Sammy Watkins days. That hey, if if Tyreek Hill was banged up, and they had some times when both Hill and Watkins were banged up, and it's like, okay, who's going to step up? And you know, Demarcus Robinson will come up and have a hundred yard game. Um, I mean, they've had this before, you know, that guys will just, you know, step up and have their moments. And and w- it's been a while since the, I was thinking about it when just looking at the box score because, what, I mean, Mahomes completed passes to, what, eight or nine different receivers? I mean, that used to be fairly commonplace, you know. It would be like, oh, well, Mahomes completed passes to 11 different receivers today. I mean, it, it, it got to a point where it wasn't news anymore. It, this season – it has become news just because the, the the depth of the bench wasn't producing the way it has in the past. But the one of the characteristics of this team under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid usually is getting everybody involved. And in, in the postseason, they were doing a better job of that. Are we going to see more uh, quarterback zone reads for Patrick Mahomes next year, just turning to Lamar Jackson? I, I can't get over the two runs. The zone read, first and foremost, I'm like, well, that was a thing of beauty. And then, of course, on a fourth and one, can't do a quarterback sneak. But, hey, Patrick Mahomes had a shotgun for 20 yards. That seems to work out just fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt. They, the Chiefs feel like they're protecting Mahomes and they're, they're being – and they feel more comfortable if he's running that kind of play than a, a quarterback sneak where just, you know, 11 guys get the pile on top of him. Uh, so, I mean, it, it worked. <laughs> Um, I, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, that that one on the option read. I tell you, I mean, I thought, oh, good grief! I mean, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get some nonsense here. I mean, we're gonna get a direct snap to Jarek McKinnon or something, and or oh, you know, <laughs> Travis Kelsey's gonna go under center and he's gonna run the quarterback sneak. I mean, I just kept thinking as the play was, you know, as they were lining up and guys were going in motion and everything. I just had these different, you know, crazy thoughts going through my head of all these just failed, you know, fourth and one conversions in the past come flooding into your mind. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, here's Andy Reid calling the read option for Mahomes. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, when they were down at one point, I jokingly 
I'm sitting next to Adam Teicher and, and Nate Taylor, and I'm like, just just go ahead and run the wishbone. I mean, go ahead and do that and run down the field. There's not a chance stopping this right now. <laughs> Matt Derrick calling for the wishbone, man. That is that is something. Of course, I'm having flashbacks to when I had to go up against the wishbone against uh, the Holton Wildcats of the Big Seven League. So I'm having flashbacks to trying to slow that down as a defensive end. Spoiler alert, Matt. We weren't very good at stopping it because they were gigantic and they were able to shove it down their throats 24-7. Who was your MVP before Patrick Mahomes closed it? Uh, i tell you what. I mean, before Mahomes closed it, honestly, my my vote would have been Harrison Butker. Um, thought he had a, a whale of a game. I mean, four field goals, you know, sets an NFL record. A um, couple of NFL records, in fact. Um, I mean, I, I thought he absolutely until the until Mahomes really started swinging it there in the in the overtime period. I, if if the Chiefs had won it in regulation, I would have voted Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker would have been your answer. Interesting, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad pick because it's not a bad pick. I just keep going over the defensive side and going. Of all the guys, it felt like Trent McDuffie had his best game as a Chief. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Trent McDuffie had a, had a whale of a game, and and, and a worthy vote. I mean, I wouldn't criticize that. I don't. I don't think he probably could have won it just because you know no interception, and that's usually what gets you over <laughs> yeah. the top and and that kind of thing. But you're right. I mean, um, for and I think he is is getting some credit. I mean, I don't think he's getting enough credit for the game that he had because. He obviously broke up the the touchdown pass in the end zone. I think that was the, the Debo, um, and really, I mean, the Chiefs as as a group really took Debo Samuel out of play, and that was a lot of Trent McDuffie's job. So, yeah, I mean, I, he had a great game. I mean, there was a handful of guys, you know, on the defense, and and even before, like you know, I think PFF came out and said, you know, felt their grades for Mike Pinnell was was huge. I thought about just by eyesight. I thought Mike Pinnell had an incredible game, but that's Leo Chanel ended up being the top guy yeah. for I mean, pro football those, focus. And those are guys who you know they're not going to win your MVP awards, but those those guys had absolutely tremendous games. Steve Spagnuolo and that defense man. We've talked about it all throughout the throughout the year, and then I'm sure you probably saw the 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 chart that's out there about the the teams, the opponents facing the Niners and what they did defensively. Chiefs just flat out said, hey, we're going to go cover zero, cover one, man-to-man defense, good luck stopping it. I, we talked about that in hour number one, and it's just uh, one of those things where Spag said, all right, I got LeJarrius Sneed, I got Trent McDuffie, you have Brock Purdy, we're going to bring it. Go ahead and beat us. And Steve Spagnuolo now, Steve Spagnuolo becoming the first coordinator to get to four Super Bowls. He's got to be Hall of Fame bound, right? He's got to be. Um, I mean, I I think it's a legitimate conversation, and I'll tell you what. I mean, and I keep I keep falsely give I, before the Super Bowl, I was giving uh, giving him false credit for for the 2011 Giants too, forgetting the course he was the head coach of the Rams at the time. Um, but I still think he probably deserves credit for that one because it was still his defense and his scheme that uh, really that was you know that won that game. So um, I, I I think if a, if a coordinator has a case for being a Hall of Famer, Steve Spagnuolo is making the case for me. I, I think he if he were to get one more ring, I, I I think I would gladly go to bat for him. If he gets two two more rings in his career, 
I I think you got to put him up there. And it, it, we're saying that, and we're not even talking about the fact that um, Brendan Daly's now got six rings, you know, as a as an assistant coach, and that puts him in super rarefied air. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That that is something. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Could you come back on next week to do an off-season look ahead at the Chiefs? I'm sure you would love to. I would love to, and I might even be able to do it on time, Pat, if you're nice. <laughs> hey, come on now. I was telling everyone, Matt and Derek, he had someone pick him up, and he's going to get lunch. And I'm like, of course I'm going to let him do that. I'm going to let him do what he wants to do. I'm going to let him pick his time because let's be real. It was uh, great last week in Las Vegas. Did you uh, did you gamble at all? Did you have any time for some personal things? Sadly, I did not. I mean, I think the biggest gamble I took was uh, I went over to the Mandalay Bay on Saturday. Um, and if you went to the Mandalay Bay on Saturday, you were taking your life into your own hands. Oh, do tell. NFL uh, experience? Just a log jam, exactly. I mean, the, I don't know if you, you – I mean, you got out just in time, Pat. Uh, the locals, the locals were saying Friday night and Saturday that was describing it as New Year's Eve on steroids. And, wow! I mean, it was just absolutely, and I could hear the people laying. I, I assume you know former New Yorkers relocated to Vegas who were just slamming into their car horns, you know, in the traffic jam. Um, it was absolutely crazy around the Mandalay Bay those two nights. Uh, the rest of, rest, of, rest, of, rest of Vegas was okay, but around the stadium and the, the fan experience and the security perimeter, oh, it was melting down, man. Good to know. So, see, all those people saying, well, why didn't you stay for the game? There's further proof uh, as to why I don't need to stick around for the game. Get my butt home where I can be on a couch, I can grab a beer, and I can eat all the food I want. And not have to worry about paying $25, $30 for it like you would in Las Vegas. All right, Matt, thank you so much for your time. We'll welcome you back next week to focus on the off-season, I guess, checklist for the Kansas City Chiefs. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Talk to you again soon. Sounds great, Pat. Take care. Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com, presented to you by Entrust Bank. Yeah, I don't want to dive too quickly into the off-season pool for the Chiefs because there are a lot of questions involving the Chiefs in the off-season. So I figured let's let this week ride and enjoy ourselves, and we'll focus on 2024-25 coming up next week with Matt Derrick. Appreciate him for jumping on the show and appreciate Interest Bank for being a part of the show as well. We are almost done here from CBD American Shaman Derby. I'm not going to lie. I'm half tempted to head over to Twin Peaks after this. Two locations in Wichita, one out east at 21st and Rock, one out west at Ridge and Taft. Coming up tomorrow and going on right now, they have their Sweethearts costume party. Scenic Views are calling you to Sweethearts Week. Swing by for Scenic Views wrapped in red and steal your heart specials at the Sweethearts Week costume party. It ends tomorrow, so make sure you stop on by and check out Twin Peaks. By the way, happy hour going on right now. It's a beautiful day. Both locations have patios. Go and check out our friends at Twin Peaks. When we return, a Take-Two Tuesday with Jack Johnson here on The Pulse. 
the heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Basketball fans, get ready. Sunrise Christian Academy, Visit Wichita, and the Wichita Sports Commission proudly present the second annual Air Capital Hoop Fest, February 15th and 16th at the Garvey Center on the Friends University campus. Brace yourselves for a showdown of epic proportions as four of the nation's top high school basketball teams face off. Teams in action include Sunrise Christian Academy, a local favorite, Link Academy from Missouri, Veritas Academy from California, and Wasatch Academy from Utah. Get your tickets today at visitwichita.com slash get dash tickets. Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit FarhaRoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at FarhaRoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Because of you, a high school student who is low vision packs for college. Because of you, a husband and father with a permanent eye injury brings home a paycheck. Because of you, a senior with advanced macular degeneration cooks dinner, balances her checkbook, and walks to the park. All of these accomplishments reflect your gifts in action. 100% of all donations directly impact Envision's programs and services. With your help, Envision can help to create a life of independence and fulfillment. If you would like to learn more about Envision or find out how you can help, visit helpenvision.com. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. This game just was the microcosm of our entire season. Man, I, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys, and I, it's such an honor to be on this team. Uh, I was there when Tom Brady said, I'm turning the keys over to you, and he did it right in our locker room. I knew if we got in the tournament, man, we were going to be a hard team to beat just because I know the guys that we have and how hard we work. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Appreciate our friends at CBD American Shaman Derby for having us out here today. Valentine's Day is approaching. And, fellas, if you are looking to get that little boost, CBD American Shaman Derby can help you with that. They can also help you with other things, pain, anxiety, sleep, your pet being anxious. They have it all. One more time, let me tell you about what they have going on. They have their legal recreational flower featuring many popular strains. They have Myers Mushroom Tinctures, which is located in Hayesville. They have uh, this signature immune support and signature topical cream, back-to-back signature immune support and signature topical cream. And if you haven't been in, they have... uh, new product such as Kratom products 
They have all sorts of stuff. There's always something new when I come out this way. Like I come in, I see some new glassware that they have right here as well. So come on by and see our friends at CBD American Shaman Derby. And follow them on social media and pay attention to the new store hours. Right now it's 9 to 9, Monday through Friday, Sunday from 10 to 5. I've been told that they are going to expand their hours. They're already doing a lot. Sounds like they're going to do even more. CBD, American Shaman Derby, life is better with the feather. Jack Johnson, it is a Tuesday. What do we have for a take to uh, Tuesday? Let's go with pick your two favorite interviews from Radio Row. Ooh, and you got to give an answer too, Jack. All right. Uh, My number one, it's not even close. I thought Donald Driver was fantastic. Donald Driver was really funny, and he was very chatty. I really liked talking to the former Packer. And all the other stuff too, might I add, uh, he talked about the gummy bears, the the whole winning, the dancing with the stars. Donald Driver, by far and away, my ne- number one. I don't think I don't think I can argue with anything other than that. The number two is kind of hard. You know, Jordan Davis and Devontae Smith were were all right. You could tell. I think they were a little bit tired from interviewing with people. Stevie Johnson was a fun one, just because he's a JUCO player and he was all smiles, and no one really knew who he really was. I will never forget him as a Buffalo Bill, and he did quite well at wide receiver there in Buffalo. I mean, Neil Smith was good too, man. Neil Smith is probably my number two. So I'll go with with Donald Driver and Neil Smith. I think those are two pretty safe bets. Nothing wrong with Willie Rofe or Bart Oates. Nothing wrong with Chris Myers from Fox Sports. Nothing wrong with... Jeff Darlington from ESPN. Jeff Darlington also was fantastic, too. Kimmy Checks. MJ Acosta Ruiz, I thought, was really, really good. Cynthia Freeland needs to be on the show on a regular basis. That gal knows ball, man. She knows ball. But I'm going to stick with Donald Driver and Neil Smith. Who are your top two? Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I'd probably go Cynthia. Yeah, I'd say Cynthia Freeland would be be one of my votes there. And then, hmm, so many interviews. Uh, (laughs) I know. It's hard to choose. I'll go Jeff Darlington. I I thought he was really insightful. I thought he was really well-spoken and in the mic. That's another thing from being a producer back here. What you hope for is people are are very articulate. They sound loud in their mic. I know a lot of that can be mic volume, but some people that really have that um, influx in their voice, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Like it just it makes my job easier over here because we know that you got a big booming voice. So when somebody else has a big loud voice, I don't need to adjust the mic volume all the time with it. So yeah, th- those would be my two. Okay, that's very fair. And believe me, Jack, I would like people to have big booming voices. I want people to have those because it's easy on me as well. If you sit here and mumble and are quiet, it's it's not nearly as enjoyable of an interview. By the way, if you miss any of those interviews from Super Bowl 58 Radio Row, you can always go back and check them out on ESPNWitchDot.com, Spotify, or Apple Music. We're done for the day. Coming up tonight, we have Hawk Talk with Bill Self at 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. For producer Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Stroppman saying so long from CBD American Shaman Derby. Life is better with 
the feather. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, Wichita. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.